Welcome back to another episode of Colorful Lives, where it's very fun, but it's also very informative. <laughs> All right, with the ladies, I'm Angela Yee. I'm Hey Friend Hey. I'm Tatiana King Jones. And this episode, we are talking about mentoring. All right, what is a mentor? Have you ladies had some mentors in your lives who really helped you out? Yes, ma'am, absolutely. And you pay it forward too, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what else would you do? No, but but I say that like that because you'd be surprised how much you get back by paying it forward. Mm-hmm. Mm, preach. I mean, really, like you get so much positivity in your life. You get so much opportunity in your life. You get doors that are open up for you. It seems magically, but it's 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 ordained that way once you allow yourself to be open to others. I, like I love when I pay it forward and I see somebody else be successful. Right. Like, that's a really yes. great feeling when I've seen some of our old interns or people that I've known from when I was younger that I referred for other jobs and you see them in great positions now and they can say, you know what, you know how come this happened? Because... Mm-hmm. You know, such and such helped me Cause when you I said selfish. I needed right at all. Period. Even when I used to work at Sirius, a lot of women used to be like, "Oh, I want to do radio too." And I actually had referred women to be on other shows, also that still went on to go and do radio in the future. Um, my old intern, you know, she has a job now working at Atlantic Records that she Ooh, loves, and she huge. interned for us at Power One Hundred Five, and she was such a great intern. Like I met her in the airport, she came up to me, said she wanted the internship. I got her an internship, and she would go above and beyond every single day. She only had to be there three days a week. She would come in five days, and then after work would, would say, <laughs> "Very smart. Do you need some extra help with anything going on outside of here?" Then she just started kind of being around me all the time. And next thing you knew, she quit her job at the airport but didn't tell me just so she could be more available. Wow. So she was really struggling and I didn't even know. Wow. Wow. Well, okay, I mean, <laughs> you took you took the burden off of yourself, but you got to tell us, man. If you're struggling. Right. She tell was, people. But she didn't want to say anything. And it all did fortunately end up Work working out. out because I didn't know that, but I did manage to get her a job and then I found out after wow so it worked out but sometimes you really gotta grind like I did work for free for a few months at Sirius before I ended up getting hired right Sacrifice. Um, <laughs> I've never had mentors like an older person or even just someone who was more advanced in whatever fields I was mm-hmm. in because being online that's still relatively new mm-hmm. that's yeah I mean that's also there's mentorship online too like people who you look up to to get more wisdom more guidance right who, who have been doing I think yeah. with me I've just like I'm surrounded by so many creatives so like I said on an earlier episode we would help each other in whatever your particular strengths might be that may be a weakness for me you know (laughs) then we can kind of like pour into each other so that we're both strong so I've had more of like a network I'd say a network of creatives that we've just really helped each other progress but I haven't had like a specific mentor you guys are like a collective yes right (laughs) like a creative collective where it's like okay what do you need (laughs) because I need this so how can we help each other what about you Tatiana did you have anybody that was like you could go to that was that mentored you or was it more just my parents, for sure. Okay. My parents. Oh, and I true. know not everyone has that luxury, but definitely my parents. Like, they may not be in the same industry that I've been in, but the foundation 
of like my life, the foundation of how I work with others, like the foundation of how I push for my goals that came from them, mm-hmm. particularly my mother. Like she she was one who've always she helped with like the self-care stuff, you know, protect your heart, protect your magic, all that stuff. Like she was <laughs> nice. very big in that. And like before you saw all those billboards everywhere, like she was teaching that to me as a young kid and then being able to impart that on other people and have that like grow into something great. Like I would definitely say my parents for sure. And then there's um there's also like some professors at Howard that I would consider even if it's for a little bit of time I would consider those my mentors as well that's true because a mentor doesn't necessarily have to be career-based sometimes it could just be positive reinforcement spiritual spiritual right someone that can just kind of pour into you in a way that maybe you aren't able to pour into yourself or maybe you don't have the right people around you because not like you said not all of us are fortunate to have parents that are like you know pushing these right these these um what would be the right word not agendas but <laughs> right yeah not agenda pushing these agendas yeah. <laughs> no but just giving you a kind word like yeah. just confidence that comes from just your pushing parents. you period period to be right. honest I consider y'all two my mentors oh, get out of nice. here seriously because <laughs> get out because and, and, and you said like the creative collective like just being around you Francesca Lee like a whole bunch of people being around on that creativity and then being around people who are in different places than me, that are ahead of me in certain things and and have the background and know-how that I'm not sure of yet or stuff that I'm building up. And sometimes we're all on the same level, but we can help each other build. And that's right. why I even look to you guys in that way. Yeah, especially, like, I've seen with Angela Yee, like, how well The Breakfast Club is doing and now your juice shop. Like, it's inspiring to see that there's no ceiling to the things that yeah. we can create. And I think a lot of things that we create, we do go out and, and search for that ourselves. Like, things don't just come to you. Tell well, sometimes they it. do, <laughs> but they come sometimes. to you because you set yourself up in that way that people know that you're reliable. Mm-hmm. They know that you're, you'd be a great source for certain things. So that's why that's what makes things. But, but you've set yourself up that way. Right, you there's, set yourself there's up. always action. I'm all for prayer and all that other stuff and faith. <laughs> But you got to put some action. There's right. The, what, prayer have to, has to read work, meet works. Yes, <laughs> ma'am. Even for me starting radio, you know, I, I worked for Eminem's clothing line and the clothing line wasn't, wasn't the best experience, but <laughs> I did work really, really, really hard doing marketing and everybody noticed that. And that's why when the opportunity came for me to work at the radio station and the manager, was Paul was like, listen, we know that you're a hard worker. Mm-hmm. We know that we can rely on you. We know that you can do the job. So I'm going to refer you. And mm-hmm. that's how that all happened. It really did happen because I've proven myself. And that's why it's always important, even if you don't like your job, you never know who's watching you, and that's why you always have to make sure you put your best foot forward. And that's what I do, I will say, as crazy as social media and all these apps can be, what I do enjoy is being able to show the behind the scenes, like with Snapchat, because sometimes people will only see the highlight reel when they mm-hmm. see your particular project come right. out. But I like Snapchat because they see the tired nights. They see the tired face in the morning. <laughs> they see the, the you, struggle. Yeah, they see you going to prep, you know, f- to go film for this and prep to go do that. And so I think it's really important for people to see like yo this chick's been grinding you know what i mean like this is a lot of work for her to get to that point where everyone else is just seeing the actual project right i think that's really dope we make it look easy you make it look easy girl we do (laughs) (laughs) well along those lines of mentorship a lot of people have written in we got an overwhelming (laughs) amount of emails and voicemails <laughs> and people hitting us up wanting to know certain things so we are That's here awesome. to offer our wisdom okay yeah all right I'm so in. uh one listener wants to know what advice would you give to somebody going into college they're from cleveland 
<laughs> I'm thinking about my situation. Um, <laughs> it's coming. Um, I would say definitely look beyond the surface. And I say that in this context. A lot of people take college tours. And lots of times the college is all set up. Everything looks great on the outside. Mm-hmm. It's more or less a setup. Like, <laughs> And I don't mean that the college is bad. I mean it's a setup in the sense that they, they're doing what they're doing. They're Snapchatting you. They're giving you or, or Instagramming you rather. Mm-hmm. Instagram is a better analogy. They're showing you the best of the best. They're taking you to the awesome spots. They're taking you to all the fun stuff but they're not showing you the real world behind college or university depending where you're from. So I think it is great to talk to people who are actual students and not the ones that they sent. To not talk the ones to you. that, not their represent. You know how they say, learn about the real person, not their representative. Mm-hmm. Get remove the representatives, right. the college reps out of the picture, <laughs> and and find someone who goes to that college. Sometimes there um, are forums of people who who go to that school that will True. give you all types of advice, similar to how like when if you ever go look for apartment hunting, sometimes you may ask the neighbors, oh, you know, well, how's it going here? Is the landlord good? Um, you know, are they taking out the trash? Are they coming and fixing stuff? It's the same situation to me because where you go you're not necessarily stuck but for some people you are stuck for two three four years Mm -hmm. so you want to be really sure like because it's it's an investment in yourself it's an investment in your life I would say look beyond the surface I would say take advantage of all the resources a school has to offer for me I I always say I did all these internships and part of that was we had a great career resource center with alumni Mm -hmm. who have internship programs in the summer that you can participate in so I think that's really important to use those resources And also just be open to different things. You know, sometimes you go in with an idea of what you want to major in and you end up changing your mind and that's okay. Another thing I'll say is go to class because you're paying (laughs) to be there and you're paying to learn. (laughs) And you're in a position for a lot of people. That's the first time that no one's going to be on your butt talking about you got to go to class. The professors get paid whether you're there or not. Mm -hmm. So they a lot of times they're just like, oh, you don't want to show up. That's fine. They don't care. They got their tenure or whatever it is. Please, Lord Jesus, go to class. <laughs> Don't like, spend that forty thousand dollars. Oh sleep. my gosh! I'm still paying. I'm still paying. And, it. And, <laughs> and, right. And if it's a situation where you just really don't want to be there in that class or that course, then you need to think about switching your majors. I I came into Howard as a computer science major for two years, and I switched and ended up with a degree in marketing. Right. Nothing wrong oh, wow. with that. You no, there's totally it. nothing wrong with that. And I actually think that ties into the advice I was going to give about those who are applying. Don't base your school on where your friends are going. Oh, don't, girl. Or where no. your parents want you to go. Your boyfriend or your, your girlfriend. Boyfriend, or maybe a list you saw online of the top fun schools. Or, like, <laughs> don't do that because, listen, when you're there sitting in that class at 8 in the morning, you want to make sure that it's a class you want to be at. And I think one of the hardest things that I dealt with is that I picked a school that I could afford. Forward, mm-hmm. and I didn't necessarily think beyond that like okay yes. this might be a school that you could afford because you're this, still paying for it and I'm still paying for it. I have another <laughs> 12 years girl <laughs> but I really wish that I had paid more attention to the curriculum to what they had to offer and really fit. not that you have to know what you're going into obviously you can change you're evolving as a person but just be more mindful of why you're going and how it's actually contributing to your future plans because I chose it based on oh I have a scholarship and it's like yeah. I can't say that my college career was like the most important impactful thing <laughs> before we get off of that let me also add check out their financial programs not everyone yes, got the funds too. like you said just, right. just make sure that they have a lot of available grants. programs and grants mm-hmm. and I mean, just do whatever you can to Work try study. to get 
I don't want to say free money, but get the money you don't have to pay back to the government <laughs> or like Sally Mae or somebody. <laughs> like do your do your damnness to to really get as many funds into your your. So true. And don't sign up for autumn credit cards just because you can. No, girl, when don't. Because I had three of them and <laughs> don't sign up for no credit card for a t-shirt. Don't do that. For a water bottle. I mean, they get you with the silliest things. Yes, please walk past that dude at Subway (laughs) waiting for you with the credit card thing. (laughs) At Howard, he was in front of McDonald's. All right, now here's another listener in Baltimore wants to know, if your goals and ability to grind surpasses the people around you, how do you meet other like-minded peers that you can learn from, collaborate with, and build with? The internet. True. <laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> Tinder. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, I mean, you're trying to build in that situation. But no, but really, like online, we talked about online communities. We, t- we talked over That's and over. That's the beauty of this age right, right now. You have to, you do, of course, have to be careful with what you share and where you are in unsafe environments. But Twitter, I, fa- I found my job at Fanbro's show on Twitter. I found my like-minded tribe. That's I'm so on cool. this show and, and and met Fran and met Angela because of the internet. Right. So You found your husband because of Facebook. I found my husband because of Facebook. So like, kudos to the internet and Tatiana. The internet. <laughs> and like I said, it, it, it takes some navigating and it takes some, some, you have to look at it in a smart way and, and be careful. But definitely online, um, there are uh, forums and sites that are specifically catered for creatives of maybe a certain sort. Like if you're an artist that you'd like to draw a paint, like there's, um, I don't know if it's as big as it was, but it's like deviant art where people, oh, yeah. they can do all of their commissions and stuff like that. But then I remember you, you're, you're put in with a bunch of people who are like-minded. Right. You, you know what I mean? Like there's so, there's so many different pieces. And another thing that you can do uh, is if you meet somebody that you're, you feel like you want to get to know better because of their career path or whatever it is that they do for a living, you're inspired by them. Mm-hmm. Hit them up on email and Absolutely. say, hey, you know, whenever you have a moment, I would love to go to lunch with you. I love what you're doing. And I just wanted to ask you a few questions. Don't mm-hmm. be too intense, you Please. know, but just be like, hey, I would love to just go to lunch one day and pick your brain. I do that for people when they ask me. Yes. You know, that's not a huge commitment. OK, I have some lunch time. Let's go 45 oh. minutes. Sit down and talk. Not a problem. Right. I just thought about it. One of the best sites ever meetup.com <laughs> really meetup. you know what I have my mom used to use that <laughs> like because there are so many and, and meetup.com it's not it's not like a dating a date. site some, know, some people like some it. people use it like a dating sure site sound like one what's an activity it's site because like, my yeah. mom is retired mm-hmm. so now she's like you know I want to learn to ride a bike like at the age of 65 so she goes on this meetup site and literally it shows you where they have classes and sessions with other people that want to learn how to ride a bike that's dope yeah, yeah. and then she goes yeah you go and then you it's literally a bunch of New Yorkers like okay let's go yeah. ride a bike did she learn yeah she did that's what's <laughs> up. and I think that's so cute that's what's up yeah cute. anything you want to do you want to learn how to do an instrument you want to build a startup you want to learn how to code you want to learn how to knit whatever and you can actually create your own yes. class too which is dope like yes. if, let's say you have a particular skill set that you don't see on meetup you can be the one to create that class and then bring other people to it and, and it's really a group creation too so right. like, again people who who are like-minded people who are on the same wave as you and you need you want to get that help and you want to build the momentum as you said make your own group i like that yeah all right now here's another question from orlando florida is it normal to have a fear of failure i've been wanting to try something new with my career but i honestly think my fear of failure is crippling me i love the podcast and i wish it wasn't a limited series sad face emoji Oh, not only that, she has a fear of this podcast ending. No, (laughs) I think failure is helpful. Mm -hmm. Failure has helped me gauge my weak spots. Listen, you don't win at everything ever. That's Mm -hmm. impossible. Right. 
So it's okay. And the most important thing I think about failure is what you learn from it. Right. What you learn not to do again. Right. And that's the most valuable thing is that you walk away learning something from every experience, positive or negative. Recently, I've been taught that you're supposed to fail because that's part of the right. learning experience. As you said, we're we're fallible humans. Like, we're not going to get it the first time. Some people do. A lot of people don't. And it's okay. Right. If you don't fail, you're not taking enough risks. Hey, that. Yeah, it's true. And I've found that while, you know, the things that I've done well at and won at are great because we like to be praised and we like to feel good and feel like what we're doing is good for us. But like I said, the failures are what have gauged my weak spots. And when you yeah. gauge a weak spot, mm-hmm. guess what happens? Now you strengthen it. Nice. So it's a it's something you don't have to worry about for the next time. All right, here's another question. This came from Terrell on SoundCloud. Miss Jones, what advice would you give someone who wants to build their <laughs> own <Jones>. app? Um, <laughs> um, that's the Grand Duchess of Tech to you. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, but she's not. <laughs> that's really her email. Like <laughs> that is my her title. Name pops up. That is my my <laughs> official title. No. So if you want to build an app, okay. Number one, it's closed with everything else that we've been saying. Write it down. Write a mission statement. Really understand and build at least a basic plan of what it is that you want to do. What what problem you're trying to solve or what goal are you trying to do or what new product or service are you trying to introduce? That's num- To me, that's number one. Have a clear picture of where you're trying to go. Then number two, find like-minded people. So you see how we're, we're connecting the dots here. Right. Find people. There are people who, some people are good at coding, some people are good at marketing, some people are doing good on the business side. Find co-founders, that's what they're called. Find people who can help you push this um, idea and make it and bring it to fruition. And then also apply yourself to programs like accelerator programs. There are, um, particularly if you're a person of color, there are a crop of accelerator programs that will help you find funding. So when you get to the point where you have a viable, tangible product and you're at the space where you can start asking for money, mm. then there are programs that will help you. Like there's a new me accelerator that helps black and Latina women to get um, funding and get money and get investors for their tech products or their apps or things like oh, that. Oh, where do you find, like how do you know where to find these accelerators? Google. Just Google. Google, like Google, 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 Google. for instance, Google, <laughs> Google accelerating programs or startup programs, nice. startup uh, assistance, things like that. There's a lot more keywords. out there that you think. It's all about keywords. You got to right. learn how to be an internet ninja. <laughs> it depends on what words you use, but there are ways to get yourself out there and ways That's to get right. yourself. That's right. So instead of just spying on your boyfriend or... Yeah. <laughs> you can also do, figure do out how to get some funding spying. for your startup. Yeah. Uh, Fran, what do you do to keep yourself focused on your goals? What do I do to keep myself focused? I create lists. Mm-hmm. Lists You're been, a list person. I am a sure. list person. I literally have them all over my desk at home. Lots of lists, calendars, planners, things that can kind of keep you in check. I like giving myself deadlines, mm-hmm. even though I'm not always the greatest at following them, but at least I'm creating them. So it's giving me that push maybe way further than I would have if I didn't create the deadlines. So a lot of visual tools I should say help I'm a visual person that's good so if I see the goal written out then it reminds me on a daily basis all right my question was what would you do to network and expand to different outlets uh so my response to that is 
Think about the people that you already know. And I tell people this all the time. There's people that we already know that perhaps we are not on that level with. We haven't reached out to them. And reach out to people that you already have within your network, whether it's somebody you went to school with, somebody that you used to work with, somebody that's a friend of a friend, and set up those meetings and talk to them about what it is. Even if nothing comes out of that particular meeting, further on down the line, you never know what could happen. A lot of things and opportunities opportunities that I had came about because of an initial meeting and then years later somebody's like hey uh you know I would love for us to talk about this I remember when we sat down and discussed this would you still be interested so somebody just texted me just now like hey Miss Yee (laughs) the last text was from 2013 but I know this is a money text oh wow (laughs) (laughs) no and I do think it's important to tap into your networks not Mm -hmm. always internet based think of the people you went to school with you worked with like those are your that's your network I think that's important. People forget that. Oh, how about this one? Dating outside of your race. What are your guys' views on that? Do you have a preference? The people in your life, friends, family, do they encourage or discourage or do they have any say at all? My preference is fine as hell. (laughs) 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 Um, I don't, I'm open to dating outside of your race. I have a problem when people are being exclusive where it's just like, I don't date ex people I don't date black girls and then you're a black man like to me that's trifling that's super super duper trifling what about black women who only date white men like I'm done with black guys oh, I, I just want to date white friends. men <laughs> I just I, again I have a problem when people are just like I don't date black men because all black men are this I think that's wrong or all white men are this, or all whoever is this, because you can't base your entire racial experience off of one or two people, or whatever, how many people you was with. Like, it's it's wrong to me. I mean, I think it's okay to have a preference. Yes, yeah, Because I have my preferences, but I'm also open What you mind. like, Fran? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference between preference. <laughs> um, yeah. What's in your preferences? <laughs> I mean, I'm... I'm my preference is black men but okay. I'm also open minded you know if I also just like good people so if someone oh, I energy- say something else just now I like good, good pe- people. people my preference is fine and funny <laughs> right I like someone who I makes was like me whoa feel- <laughs> yeah me too but the funny thing is the next thing I was gonna say was someone who makes me feel something that would have been a, a crazy right. segue <laughs> no but you know energy is important to me so right. if I'm around you you make me feel something I'm not gonna be like oh wait I can't because you're you know such and such it's crazy because I've only ever dated black guys right and sometimes like mixed or whatever but that's it I've never people will always ask me have you ever dated a white guy have you ever dated an Asian guy and I really I've been open to it but it just hasn't happened same here yeah you're married Tatiana come on (laughs) she's like I ain't dead I ain't dead right (laughs) no like you can I think it's open if the opportunity presents itself and y'all mesh then do it do you ever look at white guys and be like "Mm, he's cute absolutely all the time white guys Asian guys uh, uh, Native American guys like my thing is as long as you fine and you funny (laughs) fine is fine I ain't got no race. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here's another one. Um, This person is from New Jersey. They want to know, what do you do when others are pressuring you to be in a relationship, get married, have kids, etc., when you really aren't at that stage of your life? Me and Fran. (laughs) Be honest. I mean, I've been there, but Mm -hmm. I actually, one of my recent relationships, I had to get out of it because they were, you know, ready for things that I wasn't <laughs> and I had to get out of it because it's a waste of time to to waste someone's time right you know and you know I've been fortunate in that nobody in my family has ever pressured me 
They're never like, when are you going to have kids? When are you going to get married? Like, my parents don't do that. The only person who does it is my grandmother. She don't even really barely speak English. I think all she knows how to say is, Angela, you have boyfriend? That's all she knows how to say. <laughs> and you know what I tell her? I say, ask my brother, when is he going to get married? Because he's older than me. <laughs> right. As soon as he gets married, I'm going to get married. That's what my answer is. But I don't really feel like my family has pressured me about that. I do feel like society in general will be like, why aren't you married? Why don't you have kids? What are you waiting for? Is something wrong with you? Right. And uh, I've waited so long to do it. I kind of feel like I've always put my career first. I have purposely not gotten pregnant. You know, I've been very careful. Very careful. Right. And (laughs) Tatiana's like, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, no joke. (laughs) And so when it's your time and you decide to do it, I mean, I think I would do it now. But I just never was ready before. And I think you also want to at least attempt to think you're with the right person, not just have a baby for the sake of having a baby. My, yeah, my whole Same. thing is I don't want to walk somebody else's path. I mm-hmm. don't. And and that's why I say I yelled out, be honest. Like, <laughs> be honest with yourself. And if you're not ready to go down that road or that's not your road to go down, then don't do it because you're going to regret it. And you have one life to live. So, ladies, we also got some voicemails from the listeners. We have lots of questions to get into, and we're going to listen to some right now. Hey, how you doing, ladies? My name is Token Renaissance, and I am from South Florida. I actually have a three-part question for each one of your areas of expertise, so y'all could attack this as podcast angels, if you will. Um, in terms of my career, Tatiana, I guess this is mostly for you. I have inventions. I have really, really good inventions that I know would do well, but I just don't know where to begin in order to get the ball rolling. So, I would really like advice for that. Angela E. Um, my name is Tuck Renaissance because I like to think I'm a multi-layered creative. So in terms of my music, I don't want to bombard people or be a nuisance um, in order to get myself out there. So what's the best way, the most, most constructive way you think I can go about doing that? And friend, you already kind of helped me with the, uh, figuring out which one of my parents' uh, love I craved in terms of my relationships and where they are now. So I'm working on that. So thank you all for what you do. And I hope this was lasting for six more seasons. But I understand y'all got stuff to do. Love y'all. Thank you for all you do. Enjoy. I'm here. Bye. All right, Token Renaissance, thank you so much for your question. Let me tell you, the response to that would actually be similar to the question about the app idea. It's a situation where you have to make sure that you're really clear in what you're trying to invent and then also loop yourself in with other inventors, other creatives that will help you on your path to creating your invention and getting it off the ground. And then also building it with other groups and learning with other teams in order to get your invention out there into the world. Well, Token Renaissance, I will say this. We get so many hits on social media about music. It would be impossible to check them all out. But I will say what I think you need to do is build up your following. You know, just make sure you're out, you're performing, you're opening for people, you're talking to DJs personally, you're getting your music played, making sure you're in front of as many people as you can possibly be in front of. Film all of those things, put them on YouTube, make sure you get a whole lot of views. That way, when people do want to hear your music or if they happen to want to go look at it, they have something to click on, they can see you've built a fan base. And uh, that's one of the most important things to do. I understand the importance of not feeling like you're being a nuisance, but you do have to be persistent. And being persistent and consistent means that you're always out there working, you're always posting, you're always getting your following up, you're always making new music, all of those things. And I really think the performing aspect is important because when people see you perform live, that's how you really, really build a fan base for the first time. 
Well, I'm glad that my episode called Theater Masks that you clearly referred to helped you out with your relationship with your parents. That means a lot. That inspires me, actually, to keep going with our topic. So I'm glad that you are taking your mental health seriously, and I wish you the best, you and your parents. Hi, Colorful Lies. Excuse my voice. I'm overcoming a cold, so it's extra raspy and a little deeper than normal. But hey, Angela, Fran, and Tatiana, first of all, I want to say, well, I've already fixed this, but I'm giving a voicemail just in case you don't get the fix. So first of all, this is easily one of my favorite podcasts. Like, seriously, I really wish it wasn't a limited series. Great life business advice from three gorgeous women, both inside and out. You can't help but love it. So um, I thank you all for doing this, first of all. And my question or problem is I recently moved to L.A. from Mississippi. I originally wanted to work in the music industry because music is my passion. But I never got feedback from any application, so I got a job with a financial investment startup. My MBA is in finance, so it made sense, but I'm not happy. The work is mundane, and I don't really care about it. My boss is very controlling. She looks at what I eat and tells me I shouldn't eat it, told me several times that she doesn't like my personality, and I need to show her who I really am, etc. Now, I don't know what the hell that means, but seeing as though I'm the only black person in the building or in the office, and maybe the first in the company. I'm assuming she wanted a stereotypical, aggressive black woman, which I'm not. I'm very calm, shy, and introverted. Problem is, I can't leave. I've spent all my savings moving here that didn't give me any type of money to move here. I'm grateful that my job can pay my bills, but I'm already looking at part-time work outside and inside the music industry, and it seems hard to get a job in the music industry unless you have some type of connect, which I don't have. Uh, so please tell me any advice, any advice that you have on making a huge transition to help better your future but being stuck in a situation that you don't feel comfortable in. Um, also, any advice on how to meet new people as an introvert would be great because I'm out here alone. So thank you so much again. Colorful Lives is great. I wish you all just keep going with it, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But anyways, my name is Marla, M-A-R-L-A. Um, you can say my name. I don't think they listen to this podcast. If they do, oh, well. And uh, my name on Twitter is Inside My Box. No I in front of inside, underscores between the words, and I have a website, InsideMyBox.com, that I don't update. But, yeah, thank you so much again. All right. Well, here's some advice that I would give you because I know people who have studied law, went to law school, wanted to be in entertainment and had to make that transition. Now, because you have a background in finance, why not try to get a job in a finance department at a record label or at a radio station, a magazine, a website, wherever you can fit in with your experience and then you can transition to another department? Because I actually know people who have done that. They wanted to work in the music industry. They came in in the legal department and then they transitioned over to marketing or whatever it is that they wanted to do. So I would say try to get my foot in the door to get in position where I have my background, and then once you get in, get your foot in the door, you can kind of move around. Hi, this is Jasmine from Wisconsin, and my question is um, really for Tatiana. So I'm in a long-distance relationship for about three years now, and my boyfriend and I are always looking for new games to play together, um, either games we can play on the PC or on our phones. Right now, we're really into Hearthstone. So do you have any suggestions for some fun things that we can do together um, while we're not actually in the same place? Thanks. Love the show. Bye. 
Hey, Jasmine, this is Tatiana. And that I love your question, number one. I love that you're trying to um, engage with your boyfriend, that he's long distance. I also had a long distance relationship once upon a time, and he ended up being my husband. Hey, and we Cute. also <laughs> are both gamers, very into video games, and definitely something that helped us stay together and helped us stay close. I would suggest different games like Overwatch, where um, it's very easy to go into teams and you can actually play the game together and you can battle people together and uh, shoot up all all the other teams. And you can also go to places like Yahoo Games, where they have a lot of games for two players. Also, Newgrounds, they have lots of uh really simple games that are great competitive games and they're fun. They're usually surrounded by some wacky idea, something very silly, but something that will both have you laugh. And even games where it incorporates webcam. So that way you guys can see each other. Aww, I would also you. suggest... I know a couple of those. Yeah, I would also suggest if you guys are really serious gamers and you both have Twitch accounts, you both stream for each other. So that way you can see your faces when someone's dominating somebody else in racing or something like that. Like you can actually see that person how they're reacting or how your boyfriend how your girlfriend's reacting so um, again definitely try those things out something where it incorporates multiple different technologies and I think you guys will have fun well unfortunately we didn't get to all of the questions and voicemails but we do appreciate everybody who listened who asked whatever questions and weighed in on the discussion we had a great time with y'all and we do have a gift right Yes, we have the Colorful Lives coloring book, which will be sent to every yes. single one of you who sent a text in. It's a limited edition, so you know, you're getting something that nobody else has. You probably could get mad money on eBay for it. <laughs> <laughs> Exclusive. And you can always continue the conversation with us using the hashtag LiveColorful. That's full with two L's. And that's a great way to reach out to all three of us. We look at the hashtags, we read the comments, we do read the tweets that we receive. So if we did not have a chance to answer your question here, we may be able to get to it in the future. And we do respond. Yes, we do. Yes, That's ma'am. the fun part. Mm-hmm. And of course, we're all still around individually doing our things as well as when we come together like Voltron. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> all right. You can listen to me, Angela Yee, on The Breakfast Club weekday mornings, also on the weekends. And you can also listen to my podcast, Lip Service. So we enjoy that as well. It's a bit of a different discussion, but some things overlap, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so my Twitter is at Angela Yee, and so is my Instagram. I was fortunate enough to get both of those. Snapchat is Team E. I was not fortunate enough not to yet. get it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Um, and as because you guys may already know, we're all part of the Loudspeakers Network, so we all have our podcast that you definitely should be listening to and subscribe to. Mm-hmm. You can hear me on the Fan Bro Show F-A-N-B-R-O-S. We talk about all things geek culture, tech, movies, video games, music, everything you could think of that surrounds the world of geek. Um, You can find me there. We are every week on Thursdays. There's also multiple other shows that we're giving out for free because we love you. Um, You can also find me on all the social medias under at Tatiana King. If you want to follow me on Snapchat, it's Tati on Tech. And um, definitely reach out. And you can catch me on the Friend Zone where we discuss all things mental wealth, mental health, and mental hygiene. Because who in the hell wants a musty brain? <laughs> and that's with my co-host Dustin Ross and Asante. You can also catch me on YouTube if you need to know how to make your own lotion, deodorant, all that good stuff. And of course, mental health conversations followed up on there as well. Online, I am Hey Fran Hey across the board. H e y f r a 
A-N-H-E-Y. And I respond as much as I can. So if you have any questions ranging from health to any of the topics we covered on the show, just ask and I'll definitely get to you when I can. She's always responded to me. Right? (laughs) (laughs) But thank you, of course. We know none of this would be possible without you for listening. And we really greatly, tremendously appreciate it. Tremendously. And we we love you. Like, seriously. We do. Thank you so much for tuning in and for sharing the links, for giving us inspiring text tweets, uh, comments, all the things that have kept us going. So thank you for the support. Thank you so much. Remember to always live colorful. Colorful Lives, presented by State Farm, is a Loudspeakers Network production. Our producer is Matt Raz. Our editor is Dwayne Crawford. Our social media coordinator at LSN Podcast is Barry from Podcast in Color. Our executive producer is Chris Murrow. Ooh.